Good luck, Colin. <sighs> Thank you, James. Uh, good luck to to you, Caitlin. Thank you. Oh, and and good good luck to both of you as well, of course. Oh. Thank you. Okay. Wow, we both got. I got. I got double luck. That's pretty cool. All right, here we are. Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Anderson, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. James. Colin. It's time to bring back the tried and true line of going through the MCU, yeah. scene by scene, until the end of time. But it's not the end of the Scavengers Network folks to make an appearance on the show. Uh, I yeah. need to find like a really good way of making that line. Line super up succinct. Scavengers. Yeah, yeah, that we're getting there. Yeah, uh, that's. I feel. I feel like that's, that's the enough. best one so far. It's the. Well, it's like our handle at Timeline Scav at yeah. Timeline of Scavengers Network members. Oh, I like that. Yeah, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll workshop it, but yeah. that does not help introduce who our guest is. So let's bring her into the room. Uh, everyone, please give a warm round of applause for Caitlin. Hello, Caitlin. Hey, guys. Always good to see you. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. Oh, someone oh. fainted. Can security, can you help them? This, this yeah, happens yeah. often. Me, Taylor Lautner. I'm, I'm in the crowd. It's me, Taylor Lautner. Hey, hey, good friend, Taylor Lautner. Really good to see you again. I respect you as a person. I and I also respect you, Taylor. You not only have a hot bod, you have a nice, you have a nice personality, and I know that because I'm cool. Personally, yeah, because you're good, good friends. We're great friends. Uh, yeah, Taylor. I mean, you know, we really appreciate Taylor Lautner's uh, continued support of this show. Mm -hmm. No, he's a longtime listener, so like, it really means yeah. a lot. And it's really cool that he got to be in the live audience for Caitlyn's show. Yeah, like, I feel like yeah. what a like what a perfect you know, situation for this to all happen in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Taylor Lautner. Oh, Caitlin, I'm interested in this. Me too. Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> Caitlin, you have mentioned Taylor. Yeah. So many times mm -hmm. on your very own podcast. That's right. <laughs> so why don't you tell the listeners uh, about your show or really the shows that you do? Because you're, you're on multiple projects. Yes. Well, Colin, you started off with a question about Taylor Lautner. So I'm going to have to address that one first. Uh, on my show on Natural 20s uh, with me and my two other friends, Cassie and Books, we talk about, you know, being in your 20s and just going through the weird shit that we go through. And one of those things would be the fact that I love Taylor Lautner and Twilight. I have like, I just... Always, it's stuck with me. I'm a try, I, I, I try hard, um, and mm -hmm. and and Team Jacob. So uh, recently, Colin, uh -huh. recently, mm -hmm. as in yeah. two days ago um, of mm -hmm. this recording, 
my life had changed because I did meet the boy, uh, Taylor Lautner, the man, uh, and he was Ooh. the nicest person I've ever met in my life. And he took a photo with me and I got to meet all of his friends and it was a wild experience. Um, yeah, it was the coolest. And also I'm on the Superhero Show Show. Uh, we review every comic book based TV show and sometimes like co- uh, cartoons or anime as well mm-hmm. that are based on comic books so yeah those are my shows but yeah most importantly i did meet taylor lautner we're best friends right and also and also you are a character on another show and also i'm a character i was on myth takes and also a side character quest i am a character yeah. on both of those scavengers network shows right. I, I actually, for a split second, forgot about side character quest. I feel bad about that. It was a good little. It was a good little uh, story. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. It's just listen. It's because I'm literally looking at a screen right now that has uh, a bunch of notes of different things, and one of which is mid take stuff that's coming up. Uh. So anyway, uh, I also I I do want to say the thing about you having met Taylor was that mm-hmm. just yesterday, I was texting you about this, and my favorite part was. Caitlin shared a photo that had Taylor Lautner in it and didn't immediately mention the fact that he was in the picture. That's right. Like, so like that picture went up like 45 <laughs> minutes before she actually was like, here's the picture of no, just the two of us. Colin, it and went so, up a whole like 10 hours. I let it go oh, for really? 10 oh, wow. hours. <laughs> I, I, maybe it's just that I saw it 45 minutes apart. I don't know. It was something along those lines. But I remember I saw it and I went like, wow, that's crazy. That guy looks just like Taylor Lautner. But in my head, I was like, surely Caitlin would have mentioned mm-hmm. it like in the post if you know if that was Taylor. And then like not that long after, I see Caitlin has posted another thing. I'm like, okay, let's see what else is. And then it's like, here's me. And, it's, and I was like, oh, that is just Taylor Lautner. I was like, wow, playing it real cool. I, um, that was the, I was really impressed It by was that. the theme of the night. It was a very small event and he was just there. So I had to play it cool. So I was like, I'm gonna play it cool right. in my post too because you know, we're best friends now. So, and now it's, right. it's life after Lautner is where we're at. That's my, mm. my, my phase of life. I just, I want to really quick jump in here. The superhero show shows no, a great so, show, no, and we've had uh, we've had Ryan and Mike on, and uh, mm-hmm. and it's been great. That show is buck wild, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> the improv mm-hmm. on that show is very. Let's just go. Mm-hmm. So right now, on a show where the improv isn't, let's just go. I'm finding out that the what I thought was just a oh this would be a fun thing if this happened thing from when we were talking about this last night when I, we were recording is an actual thing that actually happened and mm-hmm. now my whole I don't even know my whole world is like what's true what's not true I'm just I'm I have to really do some soul searching yeah did you not realize that I actually met Taylor Lautner no. <laughs> nope sure didn't That's awesome. hey hey I love that I love that. <laughs> I now can't wait to listen to that episode. Um, and also, I'm going to put out a public. It's not a call out. I don't know what to call this, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be a rude person. I'm probably gonna and ed- end up editing out this part. I'm gonna invite myself into a situation uh, because something that I will not stand for is James having more guest spots on the same show than me, and James now has one up on me. Oh. Uh, so I I need this this is ed, everyone over at your pop filter HQ 
uh, get ready because now I, uh, I need to be one up on James. So I, I actually you, had to invite myself to two. We, I brought your information with, with with me last night. You you came up and I shared uh, oh, some stuff you'd told me. So oh, is that oh. taking stuff you've told me and passing it off as my own, or is that like having oh, you, you in the mean room? You didn't. You mean you didn't give me the credit for it? You mean you just? I did. Oh, no. I for oh, okay. sure Colin, did. Okay. Your name but, okay. was definitely mentioned in the episode, yeah. and you got to listen yeah. to it because oh, it's like you were there. You could oh, you good. could turn it off before sign offs though if you wanted to. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Yikes. All right. Listen, we're here to talk about some other stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And I actually almost forgot there actually is one more question, Caitlin. I'm so sorry. Uh, and that is uh, before we actually talk about Marvel stuff, let's talk about Marvel stuff. Meaning, what is your history with Marvel just in general, you know, whether like, you know, did you get started with the comics, with cartoons, with movies? Did you start with the MCU? Just walk us through your whole Marvel timeline for you specifically, Caitlin. My resume, my my Marvel resume. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So I think the first thing I saw was probably animated stuff that was like on I don't even know cartoons I watched. Um, right. Yeah. And then the live action movies. My whole family was a big, I have two brothers and my mom who loves action movies. So we went and we saw Iron Man. We saw the Fantastic Four before it was part of it. The Hulks, all of those before it was like MCU. So I've seen like, um, I think all of the live action Marvel movies that have come out in my lifetime, probably even ones before that. Um, But yeah, I always, I loved it. Superheroes are fun. It's real fun. And then I started reading comics and I love Squirrel Girl, who is the most powerful. Yeah. Uh, superhero in the Marvel universe and she has not made it into the MCU yet but man I cannot wait until she does because it's got to happen did you want have you watched the Marvel Rising stuff on Disney plus I've watched a little bit of it uh I don't know why I, I like couldn't get into it. Couldn't get into it. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. I've read all the comics. I I love. Mm-hmm. I just love the comics so much. And Ryan Moore so North, good. his yeah. his writing, and then Erica Henderson, her her yeah. like depiction of Squirrel Girl is my absolute favorite. But I think absolutely, uh, I think they probably will bring her in. The only downside to it is that I think they have to bring her in at like basically the forgive me for this the tail end of the MCU. <laughs> Because she is so OP that like they would just write away every oh, Avengers yeah. film from now on just being like, and then Squirrel Girl shows up and that's the end of the movie. Goodbye, yeah. folks. You know what I mean? So like you have to basically be like, well, it's the final, final Avengers movie. Yeah. Here she comes to finish it She's all. It's like off. the horseman of the apocalypse. You know it's almost over when we see mm-hmm. Squirrel Girl. It's not over till the fat lady sings. No, no, no. It's not over till the Squirrel Girl arrives. Well, maybe Squirrel yes, Girl the- will come when apocalypse and the horsemen come in like mm, that's a thing it could happen and then she could Wait. stop them <laughs> this like really dark like hellfire and she's like hey hey, hey. no like apocalypse apocalypse like wow yeah 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 <laughs> and like archangel's like yeah. and she's like hi hey your wings look different <laughs> You know, and he's like, you should be like, I, you know, cowering in fear. And she's like, I'm okay. Why? Like a sticker? I can't. Uh, why? You're so far away. <laughs> but yeah, that that is kind of me. I also loved the Netflix series. Like oh, the Marvel yeah. one. Daredevil, obviously, got my soul. God, yeah, obviously. Love that one. I could, I could go back and watch that any single day. My two dogs are named after um, Matt Murdock mm-hmm. and Foggy Nelson. Their names are Nelson and Murdock. So 
that holds a special place in my heart. I always thought the one dog was named Murtaugh after Danny Glover's character in uh, in Lethal Weapon, and I don't know why I thought that, but uh, I'm glad to have. We're clearing up all sorts <laughs> was of it, things. A lot of people was thought it, that it was Murtaugh. Oh, that's oh, funny. Did wow, you think that... it was that until literally just now, or was yeah. it that once you saw Nelson join, you were like, "Oh, wait, I've I've made a mistake." <laughs> I don't know, but I do know <laughs> that <laughs> last night. Murdoch. Murdoch made an appearance, and I did think, "Oh, there's Murtaugh." So, oh, who okay. knows? Another, who knows? Another hero. The other <laughs> yeah. Mur- Murdoch or Murpaw. Um, <laughs> the other thing is that Murdoch is the name of the most recurring villain on MacGyver, and so I should have been all mm. aboard that, but uh, I was not. So, <laughs> listen, Kayla and I have podcasted lots and lots of times, so don't. I, I'm not gonna, I, listener. Don't think that this is the first time I've ever interacted with her, even though. Sort of seems like it with everything I say. So we'll, we'll just uh, I, move I quickly think, past it. I think part of it is just that, like, Caitlin is just so quick with her comedy that I think mm. sometimes, like, Caitlin is one of the people where, like, she has me in stitches all the time. I'm talking about you as if you're not in the room. Sorry. But, like, you have me in stitches always. But then also sometimes you go so quick with the comedy that I, some like, it sometimes gets to the point where I go, oh, that must just be a fact. And then I, just like James, will believe something <laughs> for, like, a week until I go, wait a minute. Or sometimes it's like I'm editing it back and I go, oh, that was a joke. And I, I, it just went over my head for a moment. And like now I realized how funny that is. Like, That's always great. It is great one of my favorite when you have to editing back. things. I, well, I really love like editing and like finding those things to then like be able to go to Twitter to be like, hey, when this person said X, Y, Z, unbelievably funny. Like, I can't believe I missed that. Um, especially like in a show that has more than two people. You know, like when like if people happen to talk over each other or there's too many things happening at once. Uh, so your, your brain sort of pulled in multiple directions. Sometimes jokes don't always work like in the immediate instant, but like will hit in a totally different way when either you or the audience listens back. Yeah. Um, sometimes sure. I feel like jokes are even funnier when it is made only in a way for the audience and like not for the people in, in the room. You're, right. I mean, like, I think you should be obviously always aiming to make the people in the room laugh. Right. But like when, when something's like kind of almost like, hey, folks, this one's just for you. That one's, yeah. I feel like that's always very special. Yeah. Um, I agree. And you know what is also special? Oh, what? segues are killing Oh, I need it. to know. Thank you. Is this very famous, famous? Well, it's very good scene. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, of what if season one, episode one. Uh, but first, let me give you a, a quick previously on Timeline Scavengers, if you will, just to sort of set the mood. Um, one second, let me, it's a restaurant and like you're in the middle of a group dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to just, for whatever reason, I'm just going to lower the lighting for like a brief minute here. Here we go. Previously on Timeline Scavengers, in the main timeline, Arnim Zola has been captured. After the loss of James Buchanan, Phillips interviews him and then sits down with the Howling Commandos in 107 to debrief, and Rogers comes up with a plan. Meanwhile, in Captain Carter's universe, Arnim Zola has been captured. After the loss of Steve Rogers, Flynn insults Captain Carter, who responds by interrogating Arnim Zola. He tells her she's wasting her time, as he, in his words, says, I will tell you nothing. So this is What If Season 1, Episode 1, starting at 20 minutes and 34 seconds, and we're going to end at 28 minutes and 1 second. I'm going to get through part base. I'm going to break this scene up 
just a little bit just for the sake of conversation so it's not sure. a 30 minute block of Colin talking. You're basically um, uh, setting up the the format of how we're going to do Agent Carter and all stuff going forward where it's like there's a lot to say so let's break it into chunks. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to let you know ahead of time I am going to get better at summarizing. I cuz I looking back at this I was like I left too many details in I think. Mm -hmm. I think there are things I could have glossed over, but I just have so much fun doing this, you know? Yeah. So sure. here's the scene. Colin, I think you so did a great yeah. job in the episodes that I've listened. I was going to say, oh, you, you could make a whole MCU movie with all of your uh, your little splicings. I feel like, you know, like in Ant-Man where he's always like, okay, so check it out. My friend who knows this girl who knows this guy, right? Like, and like he goes through all the details. I feel like I'm like that, but like not necessarily as high energy, but I can give you great detail. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I get to the point without with fewer tangents, which is saying something, <laughs> because we have a lot of tangents on this show. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, to to the scene though, uh, or for the scene rather, again, the last thing we heard was "I will tell you nothing," and immediately Carter walks in and says, "He told me everything." According to our German guest, Red Skull believes he can release an interdimensional force that will lead Hydra to world domination. Bucky gives an amazing 1940s insult, which is, talk about a few sardines short of a can. No one addresses it, by the way. <laughs> and I think that that is hilarious. Um, Peggy continues to lay out the details of the mission. The location, which is Castle de Crake in Black Forest. Uh, Flynn, who has been pouting in the corner, joins the group and says, no wonder they targeted Rogers. You'd need the stomper to get close. Carter turns to him and says, Colonel, you're lucky to even be in the room. For once, he has no retort and shuts up, and honestly looks a little sad. Yeah. Peggy addresses the team. The Red Skull wants to destroy our world. In many ways, he already has. Some heavy heads and reflections are seen in the crowd. I say we return the favor. I say we burn the castle to the ground. But if we do this, know that we might not succeed in ending the war. We might not survive. But we will stop Hydra. I'm in. For Steve. Yes. Let's do it. For Rogers. All eyes are now too. on Stark. I know. Oh, uh, I'm not a, uh, you know, come on, Howard. We might need someone to push a button. Okay. So let's just talk about like the groundwork of the scene. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we, we now know what their plan is or uh, almost, I guess, you know, what are our thoughts on, on this part of what we've seen so far? I need to be the first, first one in here just because. I won't do this every time. I need to make a a, a, a big correction. And Caitlin, I'm really uh, I'm really hating that uh, that I have seemed so absolutely clueless about details when I'm going to say this, which is another bullet point in that little uh, timeline. So when I summarized the previous scene, I I ended it with uh, and then Peggy raises mm. her fist to punch Zola, and I pictured. Her going, huh, and then it g cuts to black, and she says, he told me everything. Right. So, as I am sometimes want to do, I started the this this tonight's scene a little bit before that, which ends with Zola saying, I'll tell you nothing, and then it just cuts away, which means there's that, that summary is, is not only incorrect, it's complete imaginative fa fabrication. So, um, I guess what I'm saying is, pay me, Marvel. <laughs> I think in in your defense, I think it's implied that she probably beat the tar, or at least threatened to. Yeah, right. You know, but like that's some like Mandela effect stuff where I'm like, I would have, I, mm, I could bear see it. Bears. Like I could see like 
the thing and then it's like wait did did i watch a special edition did i watch somehow like did i have like some sort of special subscription that got me that one extra couple of seconds it was oof so i do pay super close attention to details i guess unless caitlin's in the room in which case nothing i got nothing i have i you're just there to have a good time with caitlin's here yeah i just uh, i take off all my glasses my contacts everything i just sort of see rough sketches of things so you know thanks for being on caitlin anyways (laughs) 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 well uh you said that and i totally believed you um because i mean it's implied that she probably beat this like the shit out of him so like yeah like Mm -hmm. yeah i mean um but that's that's captain carter for you However, yeah. she's gonna do it. She's gonna do it. Uh, yeah. All I could think she, during yeah. this moment is that I feel like Captain Carter is more powerful than Steve because moments like this, where like she is so smart. Like there's a moment later with Howard where she like understands his his yeah. lingo, <laughs> and he like gets upset because she's so smart. And like yep. this right. whole how she's a leader. Like yes, Steve as yeah. Captain America is also a leader, and I think that. I mean, that's where they're very, very similar. But she's also so, so smart and won't take anyone's shit because, I right. mean, she can't. She's a woman in the 40s. Yeah, I got, yeah to, to your point, I think part of the, the reason for that is is that, like, it takes Steve a while to, like, catch up to where she is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, she is immediately kind of brutal. And I don't mean, like, she's rude or anything like that. What I mean is, like, she is immediately, like, ending lives and, like, the way she hits and throws is way harder than he does because I think that even though he has the exact same power, he is still learning how to use it, and mm-hmm. it is still like she has had strength and ability before, right? Um, but like he, I think, is kind of sometimes holding back. And again, like it's the same thing with his like with his speech, right? Like he isn't as confident, mm-hmm. so like it takes a while for him to really be able to like you know, rally the troops and like get them to fully like he has a couple moments, like good moments, but he still has his moments of like, oh, I'm so insecure and everything. She is not insecure. She, she is, like, is like, I know who light I am. years ahead of him. Yeah, exactly. In Chris so Evans she, like, reference. She has that stuff. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so right. Uh, yeah, I, I, um, I, I like that. And again, I also love getting the scenes. I, I, I am all for more Howard Stark in the past. Um, I don't know how we can get more because I understand like at this point, like we're well past that point in time. Mm-hmm. But like, boy, do I really like their relationship. I yeah. I like their relationship and that's why I forgive them for bringing Howard because it seems like Howard would have been like dead weight in this mission. And yeah. like there would, if this was like real, we would not see Howard Stark going in here because he could be captured, he could be hurt, and he could, you know, yeah. change the whole mission. So that one, that part, I watching it this small segment, I was like, that's surprising that they brought Howard to push a button yeah. to push right. a button. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it. I I feel like part of it was that they simply had a joke that's coming up later. Yep. That like they were just like oh, we gotta have him there. We, we, like we need I mean, Howard for this one. At the very least, it should be like it's a little weird that they have him so close at all times. It really should be we're going to clear a path and then you can follow. 
but it's yeah. like really weird that he's like just like hanging out behind the cover with them waiting for them to do their thing like right you know what i mean like it, that part's a little weird it's almost like he needs i don't know like a suit or something like that uh, maybe yeah, yeah. N- uh, maybe next time yeah and we'll iron out the details later yeah and like i know hydra stompers there so i mean i guess yeah. that's why right. he would be coming he knows the tech but i mean captain carter is very competent where well, she knows she knows almost moment, as much as him yeah, I was gonna say in that moment too, they also don't even realize that the stomper is even there. So next part in the sequence, uh, we see Castle de Crake. There's a sequence of Peggy sneaking past some defenses to get the drop on a bunch of soldiers, which she begins to fight and knock out with ease. Um, again, she is just she does not hold her punches whatsoever. She opens the gate for the Howling Commandos to roll in, and then she flattens a man against a truck for sure killing the guy. I mean, yeah. the, this is a thing where, like, there's moments where she throws the shield, and you're like, all right, that's, like, a fractured skull, or, like, a, that's a concussion or whatever, like, but that guy will recover. But then there's moments, like, where she, with superhuman strength, puts a unstoppable shield between her massive moving body, a frail human being, and they, the metal frame of a truck, and squishes yeah. inwards. That dude, his entire, like, sternum down is completely crushed for sure. That right. guy did not survive. I'm not complaining. I just think it's, like, very interesting, like, how like how quickly some of these people can just be immediately annihilated like that. Yeah. Um, Peggy then gets pinned down and hides behind the shield. Farnsworth tosses a grenade in the window and blows some folks up. I like that little part. Uh-huh. Um, further in, a soldier cries out orders, but is interrupted as Carter's hand breaks through the cover he's leaning against and throws him into another truck. Very horror movie, you know, yep. hand through like the wall, you know. Um, she takes out a final line of soldiers and then they all regroup. Well, that was fun, she says. Bucky tells her, now comes the hard part. You go high, I'll go low, he says, looking at a fork in their path. We'll shake hands in the middle. And then the HC goes one way and Carter goes another, dragging Howard along. Deeper in the castle, the Red Skull has obtained the Tesseract from the wreckage of the Hydra Stomper. Hydra powers up a machine that uses the Tesseract to open a portal. Howard and Carter come to a new fork in the path, and Stark wonders which way to go, but Carter sees the glow of the experiment down one way, and it's kind of like, hmm, no-brainer, huh? He says, shouldn't we have a plan? Who needs a plan when I have a shield? Yeah. A shield is not a plan. <laughs> oh, Carter. And so they run off. Um... I'm going to keep going through the... I'm going to go through the next little section here, too. Uh, Back in the chamber, giant tentacles began to wander out of the portal. The Red Skull laughs, claiming that their champion has risen. Carter and Stark enter. Bloody hell. Monsters? No one prepared me for actual monsters. You are too late, Captain Carter. I have summoned the champion of... And he is interrupted as a tentacle grabs him. He attempts to push away and break free letting out a scream as he cannot compare to its strength. The scream is cut short as it crushes him. Whoa. Okay, maybe we need a plan. <laughs> so let's 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 take a brief pause there and just talk about like this little like breaking into like the actual unit, I guess we'll say. You know, like they got through like the outer yeah, wall, but like now they're now they're into yeah, the absolute unit. Now they're actually within the full castle. Um and they're making their way through and we've now seen the monster. When Captain Carter comes in, Colin, you keep saying how like brutal she is like going through. I don't think I, I watching it, 
that wasn't the first thing I thought until I saw, I think it was the grenade go off and they just obliterated people. I was like, wow, they're just like, they're going for it in here. And this is a cartoon. Mm -hmm. And like, I understand like, (laughs) like we didn't show anything, but it's like, that's very much implied. We are just straight up murdering. And so that they did that with, um, when, when, um, well, I forgot his name all of a sudden. The the German guy who blows up the the place in Project Rebirth. What's his name again? Kruger. Kruger. When Kruger blows up the the facility, they they also show the same thing where they they actually show like a couple bodies going flying through the flames. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and I think because it's animation, you can kind of be like, oh, it's not real. Yeah. You know, it's like in the Ninja Turtles when they made the 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 foot. Uh, soldiers mm-hmm. um the foot when clan? they made them robots yeah the foot clan mm-hmm. when they made those guys robots so that it could make sense for them to like stick their swords through them you mean yeah. like right you can kind of get away with certain things there that you can't in the movies i think like you know to show a human being getting vaporized in that way i think is a little far yeah in movies but like in here it's like oh it's not real yep yeah. you know you can kind of it's that and the, the the grenade goes off so fast. I mean, like obviously, I know we're kind of cutting time a little bit, and grenades aren't slow either. But just like how quick that sequence goes, firing shield, hang on, pin, toss, kaboom, right, done. Like it is, war moves quickly. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. War moves pretty fast. If you don't pay attention, you might miss it. <laughs> Ferris Bueller, USMC. You you might miss it after mm, 15, 20 years of being <laughs> overseas. Or you Ooh. might never forget it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. But uh, I, I wanted actually, I wanted to mention, I was going to mention this later, but like they never actually named the creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted to point out that like both I and most of the internet are in agreement that this is. Hentai? They just never name it. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. <laughs> this is welcome to a brand new side of the internet. Uh, this is the rule thirty four corner. No, I'm kidding. No, this is um, uh, it is a Shuma giraffe, uh, which is this giant tentacled being, frequently actually fighting um, uh, Doctor Strange is actually a thing that you see this creature kind of situated with. But like, it is this interdimensional being with just gigantic, like unending tentacles and a giant uh, beak, kind of like the way like an octopus almost would, but it's not an octopus. But it's like. You know what I mean? Like it's it is similar though. It is similar yeah. in structure. It just has a different head, basically. It's a squid. But it's it's got the little I'm suction just, little just, thingies. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's got the little. It's got like yeah. It's got the it's got octopus like tentacles, but like it's not got the more same than eight of, though. So it can't be an octopus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. true. I don't know. It's an infopus. polypus. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> multipus Lilu Dallas multipus multipus it's like the multiverse it's the multipus yeah. it's multipus so Red School got crushed by the multipus <laughs> uh, we're gonna put that on a shirt uh, can't wait for that one to sell like crazy and we'll go why is this selling so well dude the first um, time I watched this cause I, I watched it two more times for the before preparing for here um, wow first time I watched it though like a year ago or so yep th- I was with friends and we all screamed when the tentacles came out because like that's not something you expect. We, this is nothing no, we've seen yeah. before. And then also, of course, like tentacle porn and stuff. We were like, oh my God, sure. like right. we're, that's where the MCU is going, I guess. 
<laughs> wow. Okay. It's it's that TikTok sound. Of, oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. You know, like, it's that's what it is. Yeah. It's like all right. Hang on. All now. right. Well, all, right hang on. all right. All right. <laughs> Maybe the shield is a plan. I don't know what that means, but let's go with it. Uh, do we have anything else for this little segment? By the way, I have sorry. a question. Yeah. Do we think that this portal device? He puts the um. Tesseract. Tree, Red Skull puts mm-hmm. the Tesseract in the like claw machine mm-hmm. and then turns it on or whatever. Do we think that this is Zola design or Schmidt, who is also an accomplished scientist's design? Mm. I I think this is probably Schmidt X, the rest of the sol- uh, not soldiers, uh, scientists in that room. Um, like a I mashup? Mean, like X, yeah, I guess. Meaning, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, like, or like a, like a, like a, what's the word? Like a, not crossover, collaboration. Collaboration, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think that this is definitely like a, okay, we lost our guy who makes weapons. Right. But like, come on, like, we're all like, we, you're in Hydra. This is the science division. Surely we know how to make a machine with cables and like a bunch of levers, you know? I duct taped this knife to this gun. That's good. That's good. Make more of those. Very right, good. No, for real. Let's, uh, let's actually kill <laughs> that. No, that, I was going to say, now that, <laughs> that guy is the guy who's like over in, you know, like the Nazi party being like, I've made a great innovation. Meanwhile, they're like opening portals to another dimension. <laughs> like, like the difference between those two is very drastic. There's an AM um, and FM station on this radio. Whoa. Whoa. What <laughs> Interdimensional is FM? monster. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, One more remote. thing yeah. before yeah. we move on. I There's the, the Peggy Carter quote, the who needs a plan? I have a shield. Is that yeah. something that Steve has said too? Because it just seemed, the way she said it, I was like, this seems like something Steve would say too. It's something he's certainly done. Yeah. It's, it, it is for sure his entire thing. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Because like I was like, um, this, this is this is funny. Did they did they do this? Did they do the thing? <laughs> it is only a quote from her. Okay. But I I imagine that like, again, like it is probably just the matter of, I think it's kind of like a reference to all of the times that he has in the movies just done something and been yeah. like, well, I've got like, like a good example of this is in Winter Soldier when he realizes that he's going to be overtaken in the elevator. Mm-hmm. So he looks out the window and kind of goes, <sighs> like he's like shakes his head and then just puts the shield in front of his body and just takes a running start out of a glass window. Yep. You know what I mean? Like he just puts the shield in front of his body going, hopefully this will work. Like he doesn't really have a plan. He just goes, this will work, yep. right? Like he does that frequently. So I think it's like it leans into the idea of no matter how brilliant any of the captains are, mm-hmm. they are a little bit of like himbos in a way, you know? Oh, yeah. And I think um, one of your previous episodes, you talked about the shield like is his weapon. And it's funny because it's like a defensive like right, thing. Yeah. And same thing with Captain Carter. Like they uh, have defensive shields and everything that is offensive is their fists, mm-hmm, which right. is crazy. So Right. Yeah. Love it. I also appreciate that she frequently will pull out like a, a sword and he's yeah. always like, yeah, he's like, I'll just stick with my fist. And she's We're gonna like, we're going to get to that yes. sword later. And I cannot wait because yeah. it's like, what? Colin, what's the other time she's pulled out a sword? I can't think of. Not not in the MCU, but like in other in other oh, properties. Oh, oh. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. In okay. other properties, like she like he's always like, you know, shield fist. And she's like, hmm, shield. And what what's this? England. Right. So a sword makes sense. Right. <laughs> But I also do appreciate that then, like Bucky Barnes is the kind of the kind of guy that's like, mm, Steve would punch people. Anyway, here's my gun. Like, I always thought that was very funny. Um, it's very much like when Jason Todd becomes Batman very briefly. 
Batman's whole thing about like no guns and Jason Todd's like, hmm, cool. Anyway, I'm gonna use a I'm gonna use this weapon now. Thanks. <laughs> it's like when dad's away, the kids will play. This is where we are. This is the, the the last bit of the of the scene here. Elsewhere, back on the low road, the howling commandos find the indestructible Hydra Stomper powered down without its energy source, and an injured Steve Rogers just on the floor. Bucky Barnes is like, help, help me get him out of here. Roger says, no, put me in the suit. So he tells him that the generator that it's in can power him up long enough to make a difference. They do so with Steve in the suit and as electricity crackles and the suit be- and the suit shows signs of life in quotations, it still looks very dangerous. Triple D says, I'm up for anything, but this is crazy. Bucky says, yeah, but so is Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. He powers up and then heads Peggy's way. Um, I love that though because he goes straight up like through the roof mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, I guess we'll walk and they, they all have to like then run back to the stairs basically, which is very funny. I just, I think you're 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 skipping over. I know you're trying not to gloss over, but he does fall directly onto his face before that happens. And I yes. think that- Well, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that that's like a comedic effect moment, which yeah. like I didn't think it was necessarily like that pertinent to the scene but it is great because like he looks so badass as they're like powering it up and he's inside the suit and it's yeah and then like they release the thing and he just goes smacks on his face like uh steve's like i'm okay i'm fine yeah it's it's that it's one of those like disney moments of the of this yeah that's very true i think it's because they're like listen we blew some folks up in this one we gotta show some (laughs) people falling on their face kind of moments um also, if he did it. that without the suit, it would have killed him. So it's a good well, that's thing. That's what he had done right that. before we got to the scene. He... <laughs> that's true. Oof. Well, they just, I think they just threw him. Yeah, uh, but I love how much they like. They didn't kill him or anything. They were just like, "Man, eh, leave him to die on the floor. Mm-hmm. He can't fend for himself. He's four F. Who cares?" Yeah, pretty much. They're like, honestly, he'll just die of like his ear infection before we even <laughs> do anything. The um, one thing we agree with the Americans about is that these people are nothing. They are yeah. trash. Ugh. Like, boy, yikes. <laughs> Uh, so back at the main room, the tentacles continue to grow and they are devouring the Hydra agents across the room. Peggy recognizes that it, if it keeps growing, it could devour Europe. Stark mentions that if he can get to the controls, he can do some science stuff. Peggy then gives a hyper-specific example of exactly what he can do. And he says, hey, 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 being the genius is my thing. She then picks him up and just jumps and lands right at the controls. And he says, show off. And then he starts to get to work. And he, of course, is looking at everything and says, everything's in German, which possibly the funniest line of the entire episode, (laughs) to me at least. She says, well, figure it out. And thus begins the combat section of the creature versus Peggy. The creature clearly rolled better on initiative because it nabs her (laughs) Mm -hmm. and she gets a sword off the wall. I will say like this entire fight sequence, this specific one feels exactly like a and d thing. Yep. Yeah. Like it grapples her and it does have her, but she's like, can I roll for like, at like an athletic check to like be able to like grab something like that's like near, like perception check. Right? Is there anything that can help me? It's like, uh, yeah, there's a sword. You can use that to cut the arm off. And she's like, great. I do that. And you know, I can test the grapple. Great. I slice it off. Right. Like it, it so much of this is very like I'm rolling dice now, you know, it punches um, you in the face once more. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> so they continued their tussle and Stark is struggling with the buttons. And she says, don't tell me the American genius needs help pushing buttons as she's again. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, there it uh, is. 1946 says, reference. Yeah, but I will say he has a great line, which is, Hey, Lamar and I spent a weekend together, but she wasn't teaching me German. Uh, but I, you know, the way he hits that last word is very funny, but also 
he's finally figuring it out. So he's throwing that line in, and he now he's showing off. You know, beep boop, beep boop, and then pushes a lever, and the machine begins to suck the creature back in. However, it has a hold of Peggy, so it begins to drag her as well. The Hydra Stomper then breaks into the room, and she looks up happily. They have a sweet moment together, and Stark is like, I told you it was indestructible, completely ruining the moment. Mm -hmm. The creature then grapples with Steve as well, and he loses some power. Again, a failed role. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Howling Commandos finally arrive to help. Again, Bucky with the dad jokes. Oh, wow, who ordered the calamari? (laughs) No one addresses it. Bucky, uh, Bucky and then, is an unsung the hero here with all of his dad jokes. God, he only has fish jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's what's the one? Does he make a fish joke in the other yeah, one? Sardine short of a can. Holy shit! You're right. They are all fish jokes. <laughs> is this supposed to be a reference to something? <laughs> Anchovies, more like Nazis. Bucky, what does like, that mean? That, yeah, he's like, I listen, I'm trying to they ruin I'm trying it. my best. Oh wow, actually that I had to doesn't. I have to look trout. I don't know. God guys, Tuna I'm really up my uh I'm God, working I on it. I'm I promise. Uh anyway, so it was indestructible, loose in power. They arrive, who ordered the calamari? Okay, here we go. So the creature gives a final push to stay in our world, showing its mouth and grabbing onto the castle, trying to pull itself fully out. Uh, it shrieks, which hurts every normal person in the room except for Carter, because I guess with super hearing means also super strong eardrums, though. Her hair is in the way. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, that must that must be it. Um, and she's like, ah, matriarchy saves the day. Um, so uh, it hurts every normal person in the room. Steve sa- uh, saves the Howling Commandos and, uh, sorry, and Stark at Peggy's request. They all watch as it breaks off the roof of the castle. And as Roger races back, he sa- Bucky says, go get him, Steve. Stark says that he can't close the portal because the creature is forcing it to stay open. She begins to push it back through the portal. Rogers tries to fight it and help, but loses all power and crashes. Peggy, no. She says, I have to. I can end this. You owe me a dance lesson. Yes, Saturday night. And he looks on in horror as she gives one final push and the portal closes. The machine then explodes from the strain, showing that they can't just simply go get her back immediately. <laughs> Rogers then collapses in front of the Tesseract. I think one of the, like, I, I, before I even give an opportunity for anyone to say anything, I just because that's the last thing of the scene, one of the best shots, I think, in this entire episode is the moment where you see the entirely destroyed room. There's like nothing left in its wake. There's a huge gaping hole in the side of the castle, and it's just Steve's little frail body like on his knees, like just like, you know, collapsed in just like grief, staring at this tiny little glowing cube and then just yeah. stark in like the far background. Like yeah. it's it's a really it's a really well composed shot mm-hmm. there at the end. For sure. Uh so thoughts on the final stretch of this scene. This uh Steve is charging the Hydra Stomper like my kids charge their electronic devices, which is it's dead. Plug it in until it turns on and then unplug it and use immediately so you have like five, ten minutes before it is dead once more. He's like, it, this is good. Let's get going. Oh, no, it immediately stopped. <laughs> but to be fair, if he didn't come in through like the, the floor, Peggy mm-hmm. wouldn't For sure. have had as long enough to actually true. push uh, the tentacles back. So For sure. I also don't think it 
I, I don't necessarily think that was the issue. I mean, because it shows that he has 100% power. Because they, they... Oh, it's like, just bad battery life. Got it. Well, he also oh, got, well, like, that, Actually, slashed. that's what it is, I think. He yeah, got, oh, that's true. Right. He got completely think, slashed, like, from the top to the bottom. And that's right. when he fell. Right. Because I, I think that, like, every time he gets hit, he loses some power. And I think it's because it's essentially severing connections and stuff like that. But I also think that, like, part of the issue here is that he's running off of electricity versus the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because, like, now he's literally working off of a backup battery. And right. like so he's he literally is on a timer versus being like, I've got as much time and power as we need. I can literally do this all day. Right. <laughs> exactly. And now it's like <laughs> I can do this for the next couple of minutes. I got like one, two punches left in me. I don't know. <laughs> and you know, every time he uses the cannon too, it, it really drains that power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the moment he gets filleted, that's the end of him. So And then he pops out of the of the hydro stomper and it is the saddest mm-hmm. like he looks more frail than you. He's like, "Oh yeah. no, I'll help." And Peggy's like, Which is, "It's just because he's rest so there, small, but... but he's just like, I can barely get out of my seat. Can someone unbuckle me, please?" Well, I mean, they didn't even show him getting into the hydrostomper himself. Like, he didn't even get yeah. up off the floor. <laughs> he's clearly like, I don't know, maybe malnourished, beaten yeah. up. He's Who basically knows? Krang. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, he is Krang. He's like, mm, shut up. <laughs> you know. And Bucky's like, it's Bucky. Bucky. What is happening? Yeah. He's like, uh, I don't know about this. And he's Although like, I do like the And he's like, um, let's get you some sleep, bud. I think you need some. You, you just need a rest. And he goes, hey, you need a Snickers bar. You're not you when you're hungry. Yes. <laughs> he was very frail. And then yeah. he was, you know, already not at 100% Steve wise. And then he goes into this not 100% hydra stomper and then he goes and does as much as he can and help to help Peggy. and i mean if not for him they wouldn't have pushed it all back and how howard chose the sequence of buttons in order to reverse the pull like is there an up and down switch for like like a vacuum where it's like reverse or like how does this tesseract machine work i need to know just because i'm curious now that i'm watching it just like this small clip He's like, oh, actually, now that I look at it, it's in numbered order. Hold on, let me try something. Do 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 do. Oh, it worked. I got it, guys. It's happening. <laughs> We're doing good, guys. <laughs> what if I count down? Four, three, two, one. Yeah, that's doing it. I got it. It's all. Uh, it's backing up now. He's Sorry. he's on Duolingo real quick, going, okay, how, like just where's just the numbers? How do I find just the numbers? <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It would be or, it would um, be called Howard in this in this realm. You, yeah. Howard. Uh, me. Um. <laughs> or, or I guess Jarvis. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what it is? It's it's not even like a device that like you know answers questions like just has like internet. It actually is just the world's first cell phone. Cell phone, and he just goes Jarvis, boop boop, and Jarvis goes ah, yes sir. And he's just on the other end of the line and goes, how do I do this? He's like, uh, yes. Uh, quickly, Ask like, your wife what books. the numbers yeah. in German are. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right. Pretty much. Put her on. She's who Jarvis is actually named after. It was just a pride thing that he's like, no, it's you. Trust me. Um, also, I, I so I went back to real quick look at the sequence of buttons that he presses just to see. But I do love that he is reading things out loud, or not reading, but like he's stating things out loud, and he says, yeah. red, green, blue, who paints a button blue? And I don't know why that's so funny to me. 
Yeah. But it is it is weirdly funny because it's like why why can't there be blue buttons? Is there yeah. like that, he said that and I was like in science? why 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 is there no blue buttons? Is that like a thing? It, yeah. It's yeah, start and stop. Orange, red and green. Oh. And then yellow for like not that. But blue doesn't in, I think he's basically like blue doesn't indicate start or stop or slow down. It means Which which I guess blue. maybe that makes Emergency, sense. Emergency. Yeah. yeah. I guess. We got you. So we got you Disney. We understand your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it summons a prince? I don't understand. Yeah. In in his defense in this moment, going back and looking at it, it is a multitude of different buttons across the board. So it's not like one, two, three, four, and then flick. So he right. does have to press like one, two. So I think it's uh, what I believe it is. Looking at this board, um, hang on, let me see if I can find the exact shot that shows me the most. So there's four, well, there's one thing that I can't fully read, so I'm just going to not lead that one because it's, it's, it's being blocked a little bit. But there are three tags at the very least that you can see. Okay. One is uh, wider stand, widerstand, widerstand. E- I E or E I. I D E R S T A N D. A resistance. Okay. Kapazitat. Uh, so capacitor. Okay, capacitor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then Uberschrieben. Override. Override. Okay, so that that's like the biggest like uh, twisting knob. So that must be like a power down or something like that. Uh, and then there's something at the top that, like, again, we don't get the full bit of it, but it does end with S-O-R-G-U-N-G, Sorgung. I don't know what it could be. Maybe it's probably absorbance. It's probably absorb, absorgung, um, okay. which I don't know is absorbance, but uh, Uberschrieben is overriding, overriding. Oh, okay. I So I know what it is now, or at least on one of these machines. It is uh, Stromspanung, Stroms. Like storms, but the R and O are switched. Right. Then P A N N U N G. Voltage is Stromspinung. And uh, okay. Absorgung is supply. Ooh. So it's probably power supply. Okay. I found a clip that shows the final word Aufladen, A U F L A D E N. Uh, load. Okay. So, like, there's, there's clearly, like, so there's definitely like all these different things that, um, oh, I'm so sorry. I found even more things. Power oh, supply God. is Energieversorgung. Uh, there's definitely efficiency. I mean, you can't tell me that E-F-F-I-Z-I-E-N-Z is not efficiency. Yep, nope. The thing about German is that it's so similar to English that it it's one of the easier ones. Like if it, oh, this is in Russian, I'd be like, yeah, no, oops, yikes. But yeah, I'm sure efficiency, that's efficiency or. Okay, yeah. Wassercraft? Watercraft. Watercraft. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? So all, what, what would that mean though? Like, like in this term? I don't know. In English, W A S S E R K R A F T. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. That Wasser hydropower. Interesting. Craft, okay, so right? that, that's Craft probably is to, is is like to, is yeah. Okay. So I am assuming that because there's multiple machines here, right? Oh, and so remember the thing that I said to you, the storm Stroms Yeah. yeah that that's Stroms on one on. machine. Yeah. And then on the other machine, it's energy energy versorgung. Yeah, energy for Sorgong. Yeah, that's that's uh, power supply. Yeah, so like I think there. So I think that basically what's happening is you have something that's powering the machine, and then something that is specifically like the portal itself. Right. So like the, you have those two things because he also has power because uh, you're, it's a you know, it's a tentacle monster. So it's right. Like, <laughs> Very funny. Uberschrieben. <laughs> that's over override overrider like right like. To be oh, we Uber. went over already went over this. It's just yeah, yeah. In, it's the same thing, but on a different spot yeah. on a different machine. Uber uh, is over the, and Schreib is to write, so overwrite. 
I only have three more. I'm so sorry, Caitlin, that yeah. I'm just being like, hey, Caitlin, oh, this is interesting. Listen to James tell tell us German. Uh, sh- uh, let's get, let's go from bottom up because I think the last thing is the most important. Uh, Minderung. M i n d e r u n g. Reduction. Bellastung. Load. Okay, and then the last one is Schlieben. That's a that's an S set. It means oh, S. Is it? S. It doesn't look like an S set, which is the weird Con- thing to me. Like conclude. Okay. Okay. So that's why that's the literal, like after he presses all of his buttons, I wish that like, if I had a way to pause it a little bit quicker to like find out exactly which buttons he was pressing, I could probably tell you, but he's definitely changing, um, part of the stuff on one thing. And then he runs over to the other machine, uh, and presses a few more buttons. And then he moves the, it's that like switch that like almost like a, you know, Frankenstein's monster, you know, switch. That's that one, the one that you yeah. just said, which is like what, conclude. What, to conclude. What, what, conclude. So like that's clear. Like I've put in all my commands. Con- like do it, you yeah. know. So it's like the enter key on a keyboard. Yeah. So like that's what he does. That's execute. Yeah. So he, so that's what he does. So he he clearly figures things out. Um, here. Oh, actually, I do apologize. There's one last thing that I didn't see. Leistung. L e i s t u n g. Yeah. Performance. Okay, because he does press something from there as well. So there you have it. Those are all the buttons on this machine that he doesn't that he doesn't know. But uh, I am yeah. stoked that we did this. This is excellent. I knew none of them from Duolingo. Weirdly, the, I haven't the gotten to, to the Hydra that. vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> I like I didn't get any of those in my notes earlier because like I was watching like you know writing stuff down. But because of that, I think I was like writing down what they were saying and didn't realize that you could act. I mean, if you pause really quickly. I actually missed it twice, and I had to go back just now. Like I'd be like, "Okay, pull it back." Yeah, they they move very quickly from those screens. I actually yeah. didn't um, know it was actual German. I thought it was just like gibberish written, right? Like in I cartoons think, where you like show yeah, writing in, right. in quotes. And I think it's just because, uh, just like you, I was watching it to hear yeah. the dialogue, see what's going on. I wasn't right. like focusing on the actual. Instruments. I mean, they move really quick. Yeah. Um, so, what are our any? Are there any other thoughts besides the the German words on the machine? <laughs> Uh, just Peggy getting trapped inside. It's like we we see obviously Steve's side of it where he crash lands into the ice, and then he's right. we believe that he's gone. Peggy believes he's gone. The right. difference with this one is Steve sees that she goes to another dimension, so he knows that there's a possibility that she could be somewhere else still alive. So right. I think that's the biggest difference between Steve's arc and and Peggy's is. We know she's alive, but we just don't know where she's at. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. So I or for how long? I yeah. Think that's right. the other. Yeah. I think exactly. that's another because, like, at least with Steve's thing, it's like we assume he's going to just die. Like, yeah. Right. Like even like, I feel like most people wouldn't assume that the super soldier serum would save him in that moment. Yeah. Right. Um, I, and so because I, I think anyone else would have just, eh, right. But like with this, it's like okay. <laughs> Maybe she can continue to fight, but also, how do I know that she's not going to walk through that portal and it's just going to go, okay, great, yoink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the thing, by the way, picking her up and eating her. Sorry, I made, right. I made oh, a yeah, motion. I Sometimes I forget <laughs> that like when I'm looking at my friends, yoink, that like the podcast yeah. Yeah. doesn't see yeah. you know my hand motions, my little Italian. I talk with my hands. <laughs> yeah. I think it's fun that that I think this is a very clear uh, another reference to Saint George and the Dragon, like we talked about when she was a little kid, running around like as a knight, and she had her book open, and it was about mm-hmm. Saint George and all this stuff, with 
you know, the Union Jack shield and like the 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 sword. She's obviously like in a castle fighting right. a monster. Like obviously we got a whole bunch of like, you know, fantasy level um knight versus monster sort of stuff. She's, you know, sort of the mascot of England. It's all sorts it's all of this like St. George stuff. Mm-hmm. Um Does St. George die fighting the dragon or anything? Uh, I don't know how I that think story ends. So I think that's how he becomes a saint is that he. Oh, uh, okay. That's... Then that would make sense. Do we have anything else? Like, Caitlin, do you have any other notes or comments or concerns about the Captain Carter? <laughs> what are your concerns? Have, like, me... what, what, what worries you? She, yeah. she let's see. What let's is concerning? Um, <laughs> well, when she goes into the little Tesseract, she has a knife, a little stabby. So she got her offense and she has mm-hmm. her defense, which, of course, is the awesome shield. Uh, and yeah. her, her fists are also offense. Um, what am I right. worried about? Concerns. Concerns for Steve's heart. Will it break? Uh-huh. Will it break just right here in our hands? Like, that's it's that's my so, biggest concern. So it is so fragile. Yeah. So yeah. fragile, just like, so him, fragile. <laughs> just like him and his little fragile little body. <laughs> it says on his on his medical form, not allowed to love because of weak heart. Yeah, <laughs> will actually die of broken heart. Do not introduce to Peggy Carter. Who wrote this? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Quick, someone get him! Oh, it's too late. Yeah, oh. like, I will do what I want. <laughs> it's like it will build character. <laughs> I think that is my only concern. Yeah. Well, hey, let's get out of here, shall we? <laughs> okay. If you would like to follow our show on Twitter, you can follow us at Timeline Scav. If you want to uh, follow our network, the Scavengers Network, you can follow us at Scavengers Net. If you'd like to follow me and talk to me about German words that mean various things in an industrial plant, um, you can follow me at Unabashed James. Colin, what about you? If you want to follow me, though, you can follow me at Colin M. Parker. Perfect. And Kaylin, where can people follow you and or your podcast programs and or any Instagram-related dog accounts if you wanted to oh. share any of those, too? Mm-hmm. James, bless your soul for allowing me to do this. Uh, you can follow me if you want to reach out to me and talk to me about my best friend Taylor Lautner, Twilight, or Squirrels. Uh, you can go to at Screams McNutty on Twitter or Instagram. That's <laughs> Screams McNutty. That is me. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to follow my dogs, which you definitely should, if you don't follow me, follow my dogs. Nelson and Murdoch, they're fantastic. At Bad Boys at Law on Instagram. Is that a Daredevil reference as well? Yes, it is. At Bad Boys at Law. Uh, my shows at Unnatural 20s or at Your Pop Filter for the shows that I'm on. But again, just follow the dogs. They're the best. Exactly. If we've taken anything from this and we have, it's just follow the dogs. There you go. Um, that is going to do it for us for today. This is... Nope, I keep... Captain America and what if keep tricking me because I'm like they were done no we're, sh- we're sure not yeah, but we're, not. we're mostly done with this with this episode of what if which is very exciting um, but join us in several years time when we finally conclude the, the last part of this episode and join us next time for some more 1940s goodness as always I am James Anderson I'm Colin Parker and I'm Caitlin Excelsior
The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.